what up, what up? Thank good, it's Friday. Thank good, it's Friday. Thank good, it's Friday. Welcome to Thank Good It's Friday. I'm your host, Yuri Williams, better known as a future superhero alongside the 10-time 50-state touring champion of the world, Rodney Smith Jr. People recognize us as both uh, being real-life superheroes or real heroes, but now it's our job to find other heroes that are out here in the world doing the same thing as we are. Today, I'd like to bring our Friday hero to the stage, Joshua Santiago from Empowering Cuts. Joshua, thank you for joining us. How you feeling today, brother? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Seriously, I truly appreciate you guys. Seriously, man, I do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we get started here, um, I want you to tell the people where are you from, uh, what community do you service, and what guided you on this mission of this five-year journey of giving Cool. So, um, you know, this is something that I've been doing for the last five years of my life. I dedicated the last five years of my life um, traveling the country and providing free haircuts for underserved communities, you know. So I'm from Philadelphia, still currently live in Philadelphia. But when I first started it, I noticed that, you know, homelessness doesn't just reside in my hometown. So I took it upon myself to just travel the country and provide these services um, to all the underserved communities, you know, and I literally been to countless states and countless inner cities, you know, and I've been blessed, man. I've been blessed, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Like uh, how many how many cities you think you've traveled and how many cuts have you provided, you think? Well, for sure, definitely. Um, I, I want to say over seven thousand five hundred free haircuts for sure. Um, states, I've probably been to. I want to say at least mm, like eleven states now. Countless inner cities. I can't even count how many inner cities, but for sure, probably like eleven different states. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about you? Want to come join us on a fifty-state tour one day? We out. Come on. We we out. <laughs> we out. Let's make it. Listen, let's make it make sense, bro. We out. Like, to, like look, we out tomorrow. Like, that ain't a problem at all, bro. We can make that happen for I, sure, I, man. We can definitely, can definitely make that happen. A, 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 like a Netflix video. Because let's, let's say we do a 50-day tour. I take my lawnmower. I, I mow for those in need. You mow for the homeless. And Yuri's um, visiting the sick kids and... Each each time we're doing something, like say I go mow lawn, you guys are there with me, mowing lawn, da da da. And you, you you're calling someone serve with the hummus, we're there with you, da da da. You're risk going to the hospital, da da da. And then we go to the next day. And just like, man, that'll be like yeah. a movie. That'll be a whole, you know, superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah, listen, we can make that happen. Whenever y'all ready, I'm ready. Yeah, man. Whenever y'all ready, I'm ready for real. <laughs> All right, no, we gonna we gonna put that we gonna put that on a we gonna put that together and put that on the map, man. We we gotta do that before uh, our time is up on this earth. Yeah, yeah that'll be major. I wanna I wanna ask you about this uh, the mobile RV. Gotcha. I want uh, just just give me the 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 A to Z, like how you felt gotcha. that you you know give me everything, man, so the people can know. So- what's going on. So with so with the mobile barbershop, what happened was that um you know this is something that we've been manifesting for the last four years, and um I want to say the beginning of the pandemic, that's when I went out. I purchased the RV. I only paid two thousand dollars for the RV, and then we were thinking about launching a GoFundMe um account a, a GoFundMe campaign, 
And the thing here is that, you know, we was extremely discouraged because it was like during the pandemic, nobody don't really got money, but then everybody was getting the little PUA checks. So it was like, people do got money, you know? So we still launched it and we got so much support that literally our goal was only $20,000 and we were able to surpass that. Our goal was, we, we were able to raise over $70,000, you know? Um, we converted the mobile, um, we converted the RV into the mobile barbershop and um, it was once again, and I say this all the time, like it was because of social media that made it happen. Like, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they say a lot of things about social media, but if you use it for the right things, social media could change your life completely, you know? So for me, honestly, it worked out in my favor. And um, yeah, with this mobile barbershop, not only are we providing free haircuts, but we're also trying to partner up with treatment centers so we can get these individuals the help that they actually need as well. So um, here in Philadelphia, a uh, majority of the homeless population here is individuals that are struggling with drug addiction. So being able to help them individuals by placing them inside of treatment long-term and short-term, whatever it is, um, that'll be a big help here, you know? So that's definitely where I want to start at for sure is creating these relationships with these treatment centers to get these people to the help that they actually need. So, yeah. That's great, man. Now, with, with these uh, these haircuts, that, and you know I service the houseless community, uh, Ronnie does too. And yeah. Just the, when I first started doing this, you, you, you want to build a relationship with people, you know, yeah. and and I used to go out there with my costume on. I would take a picture and, and give it back to them the next week because these people don't get the chance to see themselves in the mirror or, you know, yeah. every day or whatever. So that was my thing of letting them see themselves. And I know you are providing these haircuts. So how do you think well, when you provide these haircuts before you do it and you let them see the after effect, just the, the glow and just, just walk us through that, through that experience so that people can know, you know, how these people <laughs> are get uplifted through a haircut. You know, what's crazy is that the power of the haircut is crazy because it's like not only after they get a haircut, not only are they giving me hugs, but a lot of them are crying, you know, um, uh, uh, just being able to have one, just to be able to have, you know, an individual that's currently homeless sit in a chair and actually talk to that person. It means a lot to that individual because you got people that walk by them every single day, you know, um, and don't say anything to them at all. So just being able to converse with that individual and treat that individual like he's a human being, which he is, is like, is, is, a whole nother level, you know? And like, for me, honestly, like I never experienced homelessness before, but, you know, growing up for me, it was extremely rough. It was tough growing up, especially in North Philadelphia, you know, like my mom, she'd been on drugs my whole life, um, prostituting, um, you know, homeless, all of that stuff. And um, to me, honestly, it, it's just, you know, it, it's just, when I'm talking to these, when I'm talking to these individuals, it's just, man, it, like, it's, it's just very emotional to me, you know, just yeah. talking to them individuals, just very emotional because it hits home. Like sometimes like, I wish I had that relationship with my mom. I wish I had that relationship with my dad, you know? And when I'm cutting these people, it's like, I could really see, it's just, listen, man, it's, it's, it's different, man. It's, it's yeah. different, man. It's, very emotional for me, for sure. And 
for them, man, not only that's why I always say it's deeper than just a haircut, like the haircut. They love the haircut every time they get out the chair. But it's just I think the conversation that I have with them individuals is 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 everything, you know, it's definitely everything. And we could go into a couple of stories that I have as well of um people that's doing good now that I met out there, you know, and um it's it's just it's just different, man. You know, uh, one of the gentlemen, I think his name was Rob, and he he wanted to come out and volunteer. Tell us about that gentleman, man. Uh, that that, yeah. that that them you providing the service, and then they want to come back and help you. That that should just make you feel like on top of you know. Yeah. So so Rob, um, Rob, I was cutting hair one day, and because it's a section of he showed me a tattoo of a barber pole on his forearm, and he was like, "Listen, I see that you are here providing these haircuts by yourself. Can I help you?" And I said, "Yeah." So he grabbed a pair, a pair of clippers that I had. Um, mind you, every time I travel, I travel with tons of clippers just for a situation like this because all of my um, equipment is wireless. So Rob went to go find a chair. He came back. He helped me. Mind you, he devoted like five hours of his time providing these haircuts with me side by side. And then um, afterwards, Rob, he was thanking me because he was like, man, listen, you put a little fire under my butt. And I appreciate that. Seriously. I let you know that, you know, I'm going to try to get the help that I actually need. Um, I'm going to enroll myself inside of a treatment center and um, I'm going to keep in contact with you the whole way. So from that day forward, I gave Rob my word and I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to be here for you. Um, you don't got to worry about nothing. I got you. And it was the simple word of me saying, I got you that really like stuck with him. So when he went inside a trip, so when he went inside of the treatment center, I actually asked all of my followers, you know, can they donate to the cause? We were able to raise about like $300, $400 in a couple of minutes. With that money, I was able to um, go to the stores and stuff, buy him shoes and, you know, clothes and socks and underwears and all that stuff that he actually needed. The following day, I dropped it off to Rob while he was at the treatment center. And he called me because I wasn't able to see him when I dropped it off. He called me. He was just thanking me. He was like, listen, nobody never kept a word like this before. And I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. So when he actually came out, um... When he actually came out, um, we I took him out for breakfast or whatever, took him to go get some clippers and all of that stuff. And right now, to fast forward it, right now, Rob has been clean, I want to say for like three and a half months now. He has a job inside of a barbershop and he's doing amazing, amazing, you know. And once again, it started by him just coming up to me, asking me, can he help me provide these free haircuts? And this is someone that was homeless. This is someone that was battling addiction, you know. And once again, we're talking about the Kensington section of Philadelphia, which is and like, listen, it's hard for me to describe that area like you would have to come down and see it and witness it with your own eyes. It's insane. You know, like I could be out there cutting hair and, you know, right next to me is somebody shooting up, you know, in they neck and blood everywhere. And, you know, all of that stuff, people ODing while I'm cutting hair and ambulance and cops and, you know, people selling drugs right there. So it's like the intersection that I cut hair at is 
somewhere that a lot of people don't go because they know that it's extremely dangerous. But I've been doing this for quite some time, and that's where I've been doing it at the whole time. And everybody out there, they love me. They appreciate me. When they see me, I go under there to go to, to go pay a phone bill, not even to cut hair. And people like, bro, you cut hair today? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, you know? But yeah. that's just, you know, they they I, I'm a familiar face out there now, you know, so. Got a lot of love for Rob, though. A lot, a lot of love. A lot of love for him, man. That's, a, that's a, just a story to tell the world to share with. You never know what somebody's going through and how you build a relationship. And, you know, and that's a that's a great story, man. Like, Yeah. I think, I mean, what do you think if, if we had a, the mobile RVs in every state? Would that kind of bandage little houseless problem we got going on, you think? I, I don't think that... See, that's the thing. The thing here is that I think with a haircut, we could definitely build confidence, you know, make someone feel good about themselves, um, you know, give them that little fire under the butt for them to really get their stuff together, you know, um, because once again, it's about building that relationship with visuals as well, because um, they could go anywhere for a haircut, honestly, but them getting that haircut from that individual that's actually talking to them and trying to give that person the the best advice they possibly could i think that's really where the power is at but honestly yeah i think if we was to have multiple um you know mobile units that would go out to different states and provide these services as well as the resources to get these individuals the help that they actually need i think that would definitely be powerful for sure you know because a lot of places don't really have the resources here in philadelphia we have tons of resources when it comes to this population but it's just the opiate, the opiate, um, you know, all of that stuff. So, like, the biggest drug here is heroin. That's what it is. So, like, it's insane. We got one of the largest train lines. So we got people pouring in from Chester, from New Jersey, from New York, from, um, you know, all of these places just to get high here in Philadelphia. Uh, and then they're in the section because it's convenient for somebody that's homeless. And I'm, I, I mean to say that because we got um, nonprofit organizations that's feeding breakfast, lunch, and dinner on a daily basis under there. So these people will never go hungry. On top of that, prostitution is at an all-time high under there. So for the men, they don't got to worry about nothing because the chick's out there. You feel me? So it's like a place where these individuals just feel comfortable doing whatever they want to do because the cops don't even care. You got people that shoot up right here and the cops don't even care. You got people that's ODing and it's other homeless individuals that's reviving these people and bring these people back to life by using Narcan because the cops not even doing nothing. You know, yeah. so it's, it's a different world, man. But to answer your question for sure, I think um, with the right resources for sure, I, th- I think that'd be amazing, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I saw a video about uh, the 1920s chair. Oh, uh, yeah. How, how, yeah. Did, how did that all come into play, man? That's, that's a man. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's a beautiful chair, man. I can show you it right now. It's actually inside my basement right now. So um, what happened was that I received an email and this guy, he got in contact with me because he saw my new, he saw uh, news, he saw me on the news, it was a news segment that he did on the RV, and um, he was just explaining to me how his dad used to be a barber back in the day, and um, his his dad used to provide free haircuts when haircuts was just a dollar, 
And what he was saying was that he posted it on eBay and he wanted to sell it and he had it up there for a couple of thousands of dollars. But the thing is, is that he said he he didn't feel right selling it. So he just wanted to donate to me because he know that I've been doing this for quite some time now. And he just feels like his father would be happy if he was to donate it to me. So he ended up donating me the chair. You know, me and him took that beautiful picture. And on top of that, you know, I got his number stored and I definitely told him that, you know, every time I provide a free haircut or anything inside of the chair, I'm going to definitely send him a picture. You know, that's all he said. He said, listen, I don't care for nothing else. Every time you provide a hair, a free service in that chair, please just send it to send it to me. So I told him I got him for sure, you know, but it's it's in great condition. Um, that chair is a beautiful chair, man. It's a beautiful chair. Historic, man. You can't go wrong with that one. <laughs> you know what else I want to ask you, Josh? Um, you know, me and Rodney, uh, we get we we get a lot of negative comments about uh don't record you know your kind act. How do, how do you feel about that statement when I don't know if you've gotten that before, but how do you feel about that when people say that? Bro, I get that all the time. People bash me on social media, you know? And you the the thing here is that as long as we uh, approach this by having these individuals sign consent forms and stuff like that. Honestly, I think we good. I think I'm good. Like, you know, these people, like I get them before I give them a free haircut, I got to have them sign a waiver anyway, because of the free service that I'm giving them. And on top of that, which is included in the waiver is also, you know, um, allowing me to take a before and after photo and basically do whatever I want to do with the photo, you know, or the video. Um, and they know what they're signing before they sign it because I'm explaining to them every single time. So for me, honestly, um, you know, I, I feel like that's the only way that we go and bring awareness to it. That's it. You know, because nobody would know that I'm out Kensington or traveling the country providing free haircuts if it wasn't for me, you know, recording it. Um, I wouldn't have been able to raise over $70,000 if it wasn't for you know, the content that I create, like I create content that if an individual will go on my page, they'll be on my page for the next 30, 40 an hour because they want to scroll through all of the content that I have. And that's just the content that you have to post because besides that, people just go to out here playing that you're doing it for clout, that you're doing it for likes. But if they go onto your page and see X amount of posts and they see that you've been doing this for the last five years, they know that you're serious and they're going to support what you do. It's, it's, it's that simple, man. But yeah, I get it all the time. People bash me all the time in the DMs. People bash me on my posts all the time. And um, I, I really don't have, I really don't pay no mind at all. I really don't. Like, I think I go thick skin when it comes to stuff like that. But um, continue to keep on creating content because that's the only way we're going to continue to keep on bringing awareness to it for sure, you know? Yeah. Let me see here. We, you know, we all have uh, tons of favorite moments, but if you had to pick one and, uh, you know, one of your most powerfulest moments to share with us, what what most impactful moment would you share with us? That's hard. That's <laughs> hard. That's, that's, I ain't even gonna lie. That's really hard because I feel like every moment that I share with these individuals is powerful. I'm gonna lie. That's really hard. So one story that I share real quick is, this lady named Megan, I was driving on a 95 with 
Five is a highway. I'm coming back from Ubering because besides me providing free haircuts for the homeless, financially, what I do is I drive for Uber. That's what I do. And me personally, I love driving for Uber because I'm networking with individuals every single day. So like for me, honestly, like a lot of people that support me is people that was sitting in my back seat, you know? So like, I love it. Uh, it was like two o'clock three in the morning. I'm coming back home from Uber and I'm driving on the highway. I see some lady walking and she has a blanket covering herself and it's pouring down raining. The first thing that the, the first thing that come to my mind is I can't just drive by this person and go home knowing that this person is driving on this person is walking on the highway and there's a possibility this person is never gonna make it because it's super dark on the highway. Like anything is possible to happen. So I pull over, her, was she okay? She said, yeah, she was trying to make it up to Ben Salem. Ben Salem, from where I was at, was probably like a 20-minute ride. So I drive her, 20 minutes, me and her get into a conversation. I tell her what I do. You know, Barbara Travel the Country, provide free haircuts. And um, she really loved what I did. I drive. A year later, I get a message on Facebook and some lady, she like, hey, do you remember dropping off some lady that was walking on the 95 on in the rain? And I'm like, I do remember that. And she was like, that's me. And when I mean this lady dropped dead gorgeous, I'm like, nah, like that, nah. But that was her. That was really her. Like, that was really her. So fast forward to now, like, her name, Megan, she's doing extremely good. She's not homeless anymore. Um, she actually just started her own nonprofit organization, and she actually just got accepted for her 501c3 status. And on top of that, now what she's doing is she's going back to the same environment that she was getting high at, and she's giving back to them individuals, you know? So, like, her alone, like, that's somebody that I kick it with all the time. That's my dog. You feel me? Like, yeah. um that's my dog and what she's doing right now is and is incredible and i mean incredible the things that she's doing is incredible but this is someone literally that i saw at one of the lowest points of her life and every time i converse with her she's always calling me her angel you know um but a lot of love for that lady man that's definitely one out of probably like hundreds of, you know, we'll be here till tomorrow, you know, <laughs> like for real, it's just so much to say about that, you know, but definitely Megan for sure. Um, she actually runs a nonprofit organization called the Grace Project. So okay. Okay. What, what are your goals for the rest of 2021? You no, know, we all have, uh, what are yours? Right. So the thing here is that we raised all of that money and we were able to convert that RV super fast that we really don't know. I think for me, honestly, me being able to partner up with other nonprofit organizations and it be a win-win situation because we know, especially doing the stuff that we do is that, you know, um, a lot of people just want you for your services and uh, talking about me, a lot of people just wanted me for services and I wasn't really getting anything out of that, you know? And my thing here is that, cool, I'm okay with providing free because that's what I do, but at least, you know, building a relationship with these organizations um, is extremely important to me because if I'm throwing an event or if I'm doing, I want to feel as though I can reach out to them. Yeah. So me continuing to keep on um, partnering up with different organizations that support my mission and really align with what I got going on is extremely important. But um, 
I want to say, honestly, continue to keep on building. There's nothing really, there's nothing else like, you know, I, I really don't know. You know, that's, that's really it. Just continue to keep on building and um, continuing to keep on um, probably just traveling to a different, a, a couple of different states that I haven't been to yet. You know, that's probably really it. What what's your, what's your dream state to go visit to help? Say that one more time. I'm so sorry. Oh, what what's your dream state to go to to visit and help help out the homeless community? Um, it was LA until I went to LA. You know, I actually just came back from LA. Okay. And bro, why you didn't call me, man? I was waiting on you. <laughs> That's where you ba- you based out of LA. Yeah. Bro, I'll tell you one thing. When I went out there. It was extremely discouraging. I didn't even hear when I went out there, bro. No. Um, my intentions was to hair though. I didn't cut any hair because it was it was so many homeless people out there that I never experienced that in my life. Like, yo, like, mm, like it, hair in Philly is bad. Don't get me wrong, it's bad. But out there, it's just everywhere. Like, when I went to Skid Row, I thought that Skid Row was just one, two blocks of homeless individuals that sleep on both sides of the streets. Skid Row is a whole community. I'm like, what? Like, it was mind-blowing, bro. It was too much to take in that I didn't even cut one head when I went out there, bro. Not even one head. But um, to, to answer your question, honestly, I would definitely love to go back to L.A., and provide some haircuts out there for sure, you know. And if it makes sense, let's make that happen ASAP. You know, like, bro, I can make that happen whenever, bro. Trust me, I can. You know, um, it's just got to make sense, man. That's really it, you know. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you're ready to come out here, brother, I'm ready. And I'm glad that you said that because me and Rodney have been around the. I've been to around the states, and he said the same thing. LA is probably the worst out of all 50 states, man. And I go down there, I got friends out of houseless down there and they appreciate me giving back to them. And I do, I'm glad you said that because I don't know when these people, these people are gonna step up and really help this, these people, you know, and it, yeah. it just hurts my heart that you have all these houseless people out here, but yet you still have these buildings that are being built for millions and millions of dollars, you know, and yeah. It just don't make any sense to me, man. You know, and then you got the houseless veterans in Westwood that have fought for the country and they're outside, sleeping outside in tents, man. You know, and that just eats me up every day. Yeah. Uh, listen, I agree, bro. What I noticed, what I noticed was that, you know, it's a lot of homeless people in LA that battle. Uh, I want to say a majority of the homeless population do battle some type of mental health and stuff like that. But what I noticed out LA is, it was a lot of people, like, they had severe, like, severe mental health issues, like, walking around, you know, um, like, going crazy, you know, and it's just like, you got tents, you got, you know, cages with dogs and cats, and I think for me, honestly, something that I never experienced but doing this for the five years is that, when I was out out, out LA, you actually see families that's homeless. You see kids that's out there. You see babies that's out there. And I never experienced that before, you know? So LA for sure. Like before I went to LA, I always said, nah, Philadelphia is crazy. Cousinton is crazy. When I went to LA, LA definitely number one place that I ever been to. And then Philly right after that, for sure. You know? Yeah. 
Well, Josh, uh, you're an elite individual. Uh, I just want to let you know we appreciate what you do for humanity. Want to give you the positive vibes. Um, while you're here on Earth, you know, thank you for providing your services to those in need. Um, here on uh, Thank Goodness Friday, before we end the show, we give you 30 seconds to think of one thing you plan on doing for yourself and someone else this weekend as an act of kindness for someone. Cool. So what I was, it was crazy. So what I was going to do was I was probably tomorrow I'm going to start it. What I wanted to do was I wanted to raise a couple of dollars real quick and do something different than just provide a free haircut for seven days straight. So even if that means, you know, me taking someone to the mall, taking shopping for one day, the following day, probably take another person out to eat the following day, probably take someone probably to the movies or something, you know? So for seven days straight, I wanted to do seven different things for someone that's homeless, you know? Um, so tomorrow, probably going to be day one, you know, of me actually raising the funds for that. But that's definitely something that I'm definitely going to do starting tomorrow. So it's crazy that you actually asked me that. And um, continue to keep on doing me, you know, because I love what I do so much that in life, I can't see myself do anything else but travel the country and provide free haircuts for the homeless. It's that simple, man. Like, I'll be doing this for the rest of my life, you know? I feel the same way. Rodney feel the same way. It's, it's rare that you find people like that that just want to give, man. And thank yeah, you for man. being one of, one of the new Avengers to humanity, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. And once again, thank you for allowing me to be on your platform. And um, you you got my number. You feel me? You can share my number. And um, let's let's hop on a phone call soon. Let's make some sense to, you know, once again, like if it makes sense for me to fly out to L.A., bro, I can make that happen tomorrow. You know, that's not a problem. Um, let's just make something happen. And um, we can just go from there. And once again, thank you for having me on, on y'all platform. Seriously, I truly appreciate the both of y'all. Seriously, I do that. Thank you, brother. And uh, everybody be sure and follow Joshua on Instagram at Empowering Cuts. Joshua, again, thank you for joining us. My name is Yuri Williams. Thank God it's Friday. And we got my brother, Rodney Smith. Rodney Smith, Jr. Hey. signing off. Thanks again, buddy. Peace. Peace.